uh, welcome to AJ's um, food review. Uh, food review of steak here with his vast experience of eating steak from either home or Texas the Roadhouse. cheapest Texas, Texas Roadhouse steak there was. Um, covered in no, like I'm on, sauce. I'm, I'm on the. I'm on the. I am subscribing to the Parker Clearman diet where you just don't eat anything all day and yep. then you'll have a juicy steak <laughs> at like that's 8 p.m. Wait, how did you figure that out? That's literally my diet. <laughs> that's what you did every day. <laughs> that's literally it. So AJ, before we jump into everything else, AJ and I got to spend the weekend together uh, at Road America as he was filming me doing this Mazda MX-5 Cup Series adventure that we got there Wednesday, practice or tested on Thursday, practice qualified on Friday, race Saturday, race Sunday. And we've, we had dinner together every night except for the Saturday night. Um, but what it's you Sunday saw, night. AJ, was my – were like people always ask what my weekends are like, like in terms of being busy. And like sometimes my even my girlfriend would be like, why don't you like – eat meals or anything. I'm like, there's literally no time. And you saw, I think a little yeah. bit of, there's just no time. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd say so. Yeah. When we you were have up weekends 5 like every that. day, well, we were up at 5am every day. We were on track by 8am. From that point, I had to go do TV. So like, and then that doesn't get done till dinner time, basically. And it takes an hour to get back to where your hotel is. And so you finally eat at like seven or eight o'clock at night. And that's the day. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you have a day like that, it's actually funny. I feel like I, I occasionally have days like that, and I just won't eat the whole day. And you don't even realize that you're hungry until you're finally not doing something. You're like, damn, I need food. Like, yeah, yeah. geez. It's true. It has, so that's my normal weekends, though. Like, I try, you know, if I'm racing, like, a cup race or something, obviously I build in food because you got to have some food. But, like, or, like, trucks, I try to, like, give myself and make myself eat something. But if it's, like a race in the morning and then, you know, broadcast in the afternoon slash evening it's, or just like some really packed broadcast days. It's like you get a snack in the morning and then you are not allowed, you cannot eat till dinner time. So just wild. Anyway, should we start this thing? I guess so. I'm Parker. That's Josh. AJ over there. Hi. This is the Eraser podcast to start it. I think that'll be kind of a fun intro for people. Yeah. AJ, what's yeah, your absolutely. top three steaks? Uh, like cuts or no, like, like, like places top I've had three steak. steaks you've eaten. Yeah. Top three now, now that they, that um, you pronounce it a Texas roadhouse, like covered in sauce. one is the best one you ever had. <laughs> it, oh, was sauteed, it was sauteed onions and mushrooms. Okay. And like a little bit of cheese. Okay. okay. All right. So yeah, let's chill out. I mean, cheese on uh, steak is like basically a massive no-no. Oh, just keep going. My oh. most, it wasn't a lot. It was like barely any. It was like, it's like they sprinkled a little bit. It was nothing. Gee, oh man. Uh, uh, my top steaks. I had a steak when we were graduating high school. I went over to my friend's house and we had. I just got a grill. I bought a grill for like fifty dollars. <laughs> made a steak on the grill. Made some hot dogs and stuff. Ate it. And we were all just hanging out. Uh, that was pretty good. I remember that. That was the only time I've ever made one on a grill. It's usually in a pan on my oven. So mm-hmm. <laughs> on my you stove. broil it normally. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, and that Texas Roadhouse one was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. All right, so there we go. What about That's you? Settled. What was your uh, be- what was the best steak you've ever had? Oh, best steak I ever had. Um, there used to be this prime rib. This place where I grew up that's now gone, but they would do Sunday night prime ribs that were like the size of a, a laptop um, nice. in like that au jus sauce or anything. That was incredible. Um, you, you'd get one for like four people. It was insanely big. Um, and then speak for the yourself. Other, yeah, the other best steak I've probably had would be the New York strip steak at this place called Washington Prime in Norwalk, Connecticut, um, which is insane. And then I would say, what's the next best one I had? Uh, it would probably be like somewhere in, 
trying to think. I don't know what the third would be. Third might be just when I do it. Like make it myself sometimes. That's, that's oh wait, good. no, no. Third I, was a sorry, third is a T bone steak. Uh not T bone. Uh what's the other kind? Ribeye, maybe, which still has the bone, where they would cook it in a full uh brick of butter. And that was the most insane oh thing ever. It was at a restaurant called Fortina in Stanford. They don't do that anymore. But it was the most insane. Not, probably because of the lawsuit that followed. Yeah. It was, I'm telling you, you couldn't have more than like six bites, but it was the most incredible thing you've ever eaten because it was just like, it's like huh, the, salty steak in butter. It's it's steak scampi. It's like basically. the heart attack grill in Vegas. Have you guys ever heard of that? Yeah. No. Yeah. I just watched a video on it the other day. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like they make it unhealthy on purpose and you have to wear like a hospital gown when you're eating there. <laughs> oh and the, and the waitresses are, are nurses. So... Yeah. Like they give you like soda and it comes in like an IV bag. And it's yep. very, it's kind of, it's, it's, I don't go there. If no. you're, if you weigh over 350 pounds, I think you eat free. I don't oh, know how hey. they're in business, but they are. Oh my goodness. Sign so, a waiver to go in. You should go next time. Next time you go to Vegas, Parker, just go over there. It's over by the, the eye of yeah, Vegas. Yeah, make sure to do it the, the night heck. before a race. Sounds real healthy. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's very expensive too. So. <laughs> is it i think so yeah. i mean i guess with rent over there that makes sense you got to make it that expensive what's yeah, your top so. three well, you, you have Gosh. all their yeah go ahead Josh. um just so also by the way if anyone's they're... listening they're vegan to this sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry landon yeah, yeah. Sorry, landon. <laughs> um so there's uh there's a steakhouse in uh san francisco that i was talking about it was a uh a5 wagyu that i had um that one was really good um, and then I had, there is this restaurant in old town Sacramento called firehouse. They make a really good filet mignon, but they kind of change it up. So sometimes they'll do it with a, a filet mignon cut or, uh, like a steak Delmonico cut or something like that. Just they'll change it up yearly. So I don't know what I go. I go there usually once a year and I, I it's a surprise for me just as much as it is for everyone else. And then, um, Another place that just kind of changes how they do steaks as I go, but I still love them every single time is there's uh, Club 33 in Disneyland. They have a really good steak there. They, I don't know if you've heard of that place, but they have like a world around chef and whatnot. So, <clears throat> wow, interesting. All this talk. So between you two, you guys are pretty food well country USA. Well, this makes me want to go to Food Country USA and get some of their prime great meats. Thank you very much. A little plug. There you go. There you go. I like yeah. that. I just yeah, gotta I have fly to Virginia or Tennessee, and I'll come back. I'll see you guys. Yeah. <laughs> but if well, you're in some Virginia of those or Tennessee, places, go there. What? There's some of those barbecue places now that they'll ship food to you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's so like a place like, in Texas. You can do what they've been called? doing it for like 20 years. Yeah. Well, there's a service like freeze dry like, or whatever they put the. Yeah, like, but no, there was a yeah. service guys called keep like Gold. It was called like gold something. I can't remember the name of it, but they would do like these special spots that you love, like that are rare, you know, like are really special type of food. Um, there's a deli in New Jersey called the Middleburn Deli that does like these incredible sandwiches that will get shipped. It's called like Gold Belly or something. I don't even know if it still exists, but yeah, you can like oh, the order it. And yeah, and they'll ship it within a day, freeze like, oh, yeah, yeah, on, yeah. on dry ice and get it to you, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, DoorDash has that option now as well. You, you oh. know, I'm going to be honest with you. One day, I just want to be rich enough to have a private jet so I could just fly to New York to have like a certain meal and then fly back. You know, From California? Like yeah, like literally. You fly just, like the whole day? It's just, yeah. Like, oh man, I'm really feeling, I don't know, a New York style pizza or something like that. Or, you know, just fly across the country, grab it, maybe buy one extra one so I can put it in the, in the refrigerator on the plane and then put it back in my refrigerator at home. I mean. That's the goal in life. Let's be honest. Being that a billionaire, that'd be great. But being able to freely be able to fly around the world to visit really good restaurants. No cap. That's life idea. right there. I like it. Um, being rich. I just want a jet. <laughs> so I could go to racetracks, more, be at more racetracks uh, more often and be in more places quicker. Because um, that would just be good overall. But... Yeah, I could add food in there. I mean, I'm not a big foodie. 
Now we've spent 10 minutes on food, by the way, on the Eraser podcast. Not a single <laughs> this, thing about racing. This used to be a racing podcast. <laughs> I'm not a big foodie because I eat to live, not live to eat. So um, definitely just my sort of thing. But um, I appreciate good food. I do appreciate it. I just, it's not my, I guess, like, it's not, I wouldn't, wouldn't be my first thing. Like, if I had use of a private jet, would not be to go get food. It'd be like, how can we go to more <laughs> why, food country why USAs? You... Speak for there yourself, you Parker. I'm going to McDonald's immediately. I mean, have you ever seen those videos of like the helicopters landing in the parking lots just to go and like grab Arby's and then take back off? They like land at a park right next to the, the restaurant no. to take off again. That's that's like honestly, just imagine that it's just landing and yeah, I'm in a helicopter. No big deal. Oh, I'll get a number two large. Yeah, it's it's great. Um. Anyways, this moving on. This Let's talk racing. Was brought to you by HelloFresh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god. Let's talk racing. <laughs> what happened this weekend? We had NASCAR. Oh, now I'm getting a phone call. Oh, everything. Oh, Here, talk about yourselves for a minute. <laughs> um. So we had e-scooter. Uh, no, we didn't. Well, we uh, we watched e-scooter right before this, this recording. Five minutes of e-scooter, and we have some thoughts on it, don't we, AJ? Uh, no, I have some thoughts on it. Thank I don't you, remember AJ, it, to be honest. There's the one dude that crashed. Yeah. So, um, e-scooter, they have six six scooters that race in the finale. We really, me and AJ, kind of agreed that they need at least double that number because. Triple. Triple even. I mean, quadruple if you really want to have a good time. I want to see a pace scooter because that would be really fun. Then they, you know, have a pace lap and whatnot. But they also have this like ramp that they launch off of when they're going. And yep. it's, that's like the best part of it. You know, it's when they're like BMX racing. Yes. If anybody's ever watched that, they have mm-hmm. the ramp they come off of. Yep. They mm-hmm. have a boost, which is cool. Um, I'm back. Are you still talking mm-hmm. about e scooter? <laughs> yeah we're uh, actually talking about it this time let's because... talk about okay let's talk about let's talk about some racing series that people care about yeah let's list what happened this oh weekend. all right hold on hold, what on, the hold hell? on hold on i like e-scooter as much as the next guy but i think you guys you you need to you two need to come up with your e-scooter segment and formulate it where it's not three minutes of just haphazardly talking about e-scooter <laughs> that was on a haphazardly talking about e-scooter it was Josh i was trying to carry the conversation because aj was not I, helping me no Josh i was, was on the doing phone a good job and it was himself. i could barely i could barely figure out what was being said <laughs> okay we're okay we're just gonna have an e-scooter podcast the e-scooter download if somebody <gasps> made it 13 minutes into this podcast and is no still way. with us there's no way we talked about steak for 10 minutes please Tweet drop, to us drop, that you're still listening. If you're listening and paying attention, drop a comment and yeah. say big stakes are the greatest or something. I don't know. If you're still listening to this, tweet us or say something in Discord because I can't believe that's possible. But if there, if you are, what we have this weekend, we had uh, NASCAR. Everything. And, yeah, we had NASCAR and Road America. Um, mm-hmm. so that was Cup and Xfinity, no trucks. We had Formula One in Great Britain, the British GP, which is cool. Oh, uh, I have Silverstone. I want to yep, we'll that. get into that. Um, IndyCar was at Mid-Ohio. Um, and IMSA was in Toronto up at Mosport. So we had all sorts of big stuff happening. But guys, I want to start off with the biggest news of the entire weekend that no one has talked about enough. An American won in Formula Two. Logan F- Sargent two. won his first race in F2, uh, the first time someone's won in that series, which used to be GB2 since Alexander Rossi, which is cool. Uh, and it's cool to see Americans winning on the international stage. I think he's third in points now, so pretty big deal. Williams' uh, is, development driver, so pretty awesome. Is he related to Dalton Sargent by any chance? Yes, I believe, yes I believe they are uh, either brothers or cousins. I can't remember. But they are yeah, related. He was... I've seen Dalton Sargent race once, I believe, at Sonoma, and he won the race or was really darn close to it. So they definitely have some road racing talent in their blood. 
pretty cool. I uh, I don't know Logan that well, but he just followed me on Twitter, so I'm gonna try and get him on. Wow. Um, and see if we can uh, get to learn more about him. So I just like seeing since I wanted desperately to go over to Europe uh, when I was younger and racing against Alexander Rossi, and he eventually made it over there, and I I went the NASCAR route. I loved seeing Americans do well because it's so hard. And I was actually having a funny conversation with Kevin Harvick uh, Sunday where he was asking me, we were talking, somehow we got on the topic of European racing and how he and Keelan had gone over there. And he was like, man, they don't mess around. And like all you're told as a young kid coming up in America and open wheel racing is like, when you go to Europe, you are in for it. Like you better be ready to up your game and be ready to, you know, fight for your life. And he was like, I, Kevin saw that in go-karts and I said, yeah, over there they race to eat. Meaning like they will kill you to try and win races. And uh, I think that's always very impressive though when an American does well over there because, you know, it's so tough to, to succeed. So, and no matter what anyone says, they do not want us there. So as much as we're going to bludgeon ourselves in there eventually now with how popular is, uh, Formula One is in America over the next, you know, five, six years, I think you'll see a lot of Americans go over there. Um, you know, it's still a tough time for Logan probably in the last couple of years, just because, you know, we've just seen this resurgence and for the years it wasn't, they really, really didn't want Americans, but I think you'll, uh, hopefully he'll break through, especially if he wins more, if he wins that championship, that'll be big. Well, that'll be massive. I Absolutely. mean, he's currently, he's currently P3 in points last nice. I saw, which means he is eligible for a super license. If you finish third, um, or better, even if you've had no success in other ones, you get at least 40 super license points. So, um, which is the licensing system that the FAA has in order to become an F1 driver. So boom. I like it. Cool. Well, best of luck, Logan. Keep kicking ass. We're rooting for you. So hell yeah. Speaking on the open wheel, stick with the open wheel theme guys. Let's go into formula one before we jump over to America. Uh, pretty badass race. I caught it finally today. I watched it um, while working out, and it was uh, damn. That's a good race. <laughs> yeah, that's a good I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, I think that um, my main takeaway is we clearly need to look into the um, into the safety requirements for those roll hoops on the top of the cars if a roll hoop was able to completely come off of a vehicle um, that quickly. I know Alpha Romeo is the only one that has a vertical roll hoop instead of like a whole structure that's around it, that surrounds the air intake. But, I mean, it's pretty... The Halo Halo saved him, but the roll hoop failed in its task. Oh, I I mean, I didn't see that. Yeah, so the entire roll hoop was missing from the top of the vehicle after the wreck. And uh, that is a what's that? I'm sure they'll look at it. It's just, you know, it's it's the same thing with safety. It's always an evolution. Yeah. I'm just really shocked that it failed. Like that's I mm. mean, you don't those don't fail. It's curious why what caused it to fail, in my opinion, because that could have been a lot worse if, you know. Yeah, I think actually they do. So the was it with Fernando Alonso Melbourne a couple years ago? His roll hoop was a little messed up, I want to say. Um, I actually do think they are, you know, because that's a really high part of the car. <laughs> mm-hmm. And if you're a team designing a car, um, that's a lot of weight really high up. So, yep. Yeah. It's just curious that they use an alloy Seriously. composition for that and, and they force the halo to be made out of titanium. It's just an interesting thing to me. I mean, I can, yeah. Carry on, anyways. You were saying? Well, no, it's interesting. I, I think, I mean, safety stuff, I always just defer the series because, you know, teams and drivers, we're, not, we're never going to look out for ourselves. This is not what we do. So, you know, we're there to try and build the fastest cars possible, which everyone will tell you, you know, we don't build them the wreck, we build them the race. So, and that, that flows through every type of racing possible, but that's where the series comes in and that's where the FIA slash, you know, your safety committees and that sort of thing come into being like, Hey, this is the new rule change. Here's what we're doing. So on and so forth. Right. Here's what we saw. It's how it happens in NASCAR. It's how it happens in formula one. It's how it happened in every form of racing. So, um, but putting that aside, pretty wild wreck that 
picture of him upside down with the sparks flying out that everyone's posting around Instagram. I got to think that's the motorsport photo of the year, maybe the decade. I The only thing I'll say is that uh, as far as decade, the Lewis Hamilton, Max Verstappen with Max Verstappen's wheel on top of Lewis Hamilton's head. I think that might run it for the decade, but for the year, I definitely what? agree with you on. Nah. Yeah. That's that, that entitled that photo encapsulated the 2021 season perfectly. I don't so. know. Okay. If you want to talk about safety stuff, that freaks me out. I don't like, I know she didn't like looking at that photo because the wheel over your head is like the scariest thing possible <laughs> for a driver. So it's, that's for, for me, like looking at pictures of spiders or something, this is like terrifying. Uh, but the, <laughs> I don't. I've been upside down. But the photo of the of the the, the yeah. driver's head barely an inch off of yeah, the, the concrete going by at a hundred miles per hour. That's not scary at all. But see, that doesn't bother me for some reason. It doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> I've been upside down. It doesn't bother me. But the I actually thought it just looked badass. The sparks coming out and everything. Just like once you know yeah. it's okay, it's like all right. That's a pretty badass photo. He's <laughs> gonna have for a long time. <laughs> it just looks so menacing, and there's sparks flying around his head and everything. I was just like, wow, that's the coolest photo I've ever seen. In- in racing but it was a pretty badass photo yeah. not not discrediting that at all all right aj tiebreaker mm-hmm. which one wins uh <clears throat> are we talking about this just between the two yeah just between the, the two. flip the flip one the flip one's way cooler damn win Oh wow! Well, because you, you got to take an effect that's how recency no, 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 bias no, no, no. right there. You got to take into effect how it happened as well. Like the whole Lewis and Max thing, it was like, oh, these are open wheel cars with like an eighty thousand foot uh, wheelbase, and like they just happened to like come together, and like one of them popped up in the air. Whereas like, uh, in this past weekend, it was somebody got turned into somebody else, and it flipped, and it looked. With open wheel cars that have a wide wheelbase. Yeah, but that was aero. That wasn't because like the weird tire uh, undulation that they have. That's how it happened with Lewis and Max, right? Is their tires hit and then Max's car just popped up? I think this is the same thing that happened here. I'm so confused. Yeah, but one's flipping through the air. Yeah, he didn't flip because of that. He flipped because of the air. Max's car just popped up on Lewis's and was like, it was looking at it as like. You know, it was a crazy point for the season, but it was kind of, you know, it was like, oh, that looked pretty goofy. I can't get over the 80,000 foot wheelbase. <laughs> comment. And that's another thing. The cars are ginormous. You know, <laughs> they are. I feel like if a car spun out uh, like in 10 years, what we're going to do is the cars are going to be so long when they go to Monaco and they spin out. It's going to be like that scene where the guy is in the Austin hallway. Powers, he's, yeah. yeah, he's just back and forth, going back and forth, trying to get out. No, that's going like, to be it. They'll be like the size of the uh, the big machine that carries the space shuttle out at Cape Canaveral to the platform. <laughs> I think Josh sneezed, by the way. That was pretty cool. We never heard it. <laughs> I did sneeze. I, I, mute, I muted my mic so you guys oh. didn't hear the, um, the awful noise that is a sneeze. Pretty good video, though. It was a great video. Uh, I think yeah, it'll just be like those those big NASA platform things. <laughs> be the size of the cars. They'll be like Silverstone had to be enlarged to the size of a small country because they can't run side by Yeah, <laughs> I would love to see them change the tires on that thing. Oh, they're going for the super hard compound ti- tires. Uh, oh, tracks. Yeah. I think it's on tracks. They're going for the super tracks. hard. I was gonna say tracks. Yeah, they're going for titanium tracks. <laughs> This change will take about three days, and that's not an exaggeration. <laughs> there is a correlation between car size and quality of racing. It's been proven in Formula One. I do agree with that, 100%. So, and the yeah. only reason why the racing is good with this car is because they set out to make the racing good with this car. Yeah, mm-hmm. in the past. So, You know, by that, by that thought process, that means e-scooter is the best racing series <laughs> that's on a good, the planet. Great point. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Could be true. Could be true. I actually am fully on board with this theory. Uh, I don't like race cars keep getting bigger and bigger everywhere. It's a it's a epidemic. We need to stop making them it's so like big. cell phones. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's just like bigger, 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 bigger. It's like wait, time out. The tracks yeah. aren't getting any bigger. <laughs> the tracks. Humans the tracks are not bigger. Humans are getting bigger, but they're not getting that bigger. Okay, no. so we need to slow down. 
Are we getting bigger? Yeah, over. You haven't. You've seen like pictures of like doors in like Europe, like that were made like 500 years ago, and how much shorter they are. You ever seen that? I'm. I'm. See, part of me thinks that that's just new standards, building codes, and stuff like that. More you think than they're it all is. squeezing in tiny doors. Back then, probably because oh, it was no, probably no, no, the no. cheapest option. No, I think actually, for real though, like people have gotten a lot bigger. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure 500 years ago they were not concerned that the door size matched the city's code standard. I don't think they had city code standards 500 years ago. That's my point. I don't oh, think they would care about that. doors, though. <laughs> if I have a tiny door in my house, I don't think the city would care. I. Right. So humans are getting taller. Uh, I told you. That's thanks to Tinder and then people having to be at isn't that a thing? Tall. Humans having deep because deep people are nutrition's getting better. And in many European nations over the last few hundred years, but the overall amount of change has been fairly small from a few centimeters to a dozen or so centimeters. So what? Well, that's a lie. Can I have so. that in inches, please? This is an American yeah. podcast. I don't know why you're telling me. What's a dozen centimeters? It's obviously, it's obviously <laughs> not a real article. That you're 12 centimeters. So. That's like a foot, right? Uh, I mean, 4.7 inches. So it's basically, oh. you know, get, it's an inch, 1.3 inches lower than half a foot. Okay. Sure. So, I Thank mean, you. AJ's point, that could make you have, you know, on average, that could make everyone smaller. But, I mean, I think, they'll, yeah, I'm with Josh. I know I have What's sat. What's your problem with that? Well, I have sat in like chairs and things. If you go to those museums and like everything's way like the chairs and tables are way smaller, you're like, wow, like this is so weird. It must have been tiny, but you know they could have just been smaller. You're right. All right anyway, moving on. Um, we never got into the race stuff. Lewis Hamilton Mercedes looked really competitive, which was cool. Uh, he was really in the fight there. Ferrari made one of the weirdest calls I've ever seen. One, they allowed their two guys to race when they were trying to get away from Lewis uh, and, you know, basically put him in a position where he couldn't leapfrog them. Then they get away from him. They fight, fend him off through the green flag stops. The caution, the safety car comes out and they proceed to have 11 seconds to choose to put, you know, to double pit and have Leclerc get on the right tires for the final run. And they leave him out and then put science on the right tires who then goes on to win and hold off Lewis um and perez but that was great for my that was yeah. great for my predictions by the but way my, i was so excited when that happened i wonder if they literally just hedged their bets and like we're like look leave him out put one on soft tires one of these tires is going to work we just have to win this damn race because you know they've had such a they've had so much speed this year but they've obviously had so many issues it was like we got to win a damn race Kudos to Signs, by the way, who told the Ferrari engineers to who were telling him to lay 10 car lengths back from Leclerc so that he could hold off Lewis. And Signs was like, no, I'm on the better set of tires. If I do that, we have a high chance of losing this race. Whereas if I just go and pass Leclerc, we will win this race. Yep. Why are you guys doing that? And then basically took control of strategy old Sebastian Vettel style and won the race because he didn't allow Lewis to basically be on his, on his tailpipe the entire restart. Yeah. Also Leclerc fighting Lewis Hamilton on the hard tires while Lewis was on the softs on that final restart going through the outside and, and fighting like that. Epic, epic to watch. So epic. 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 Um, I yeah. So I thought that was pretty epic racing, as you put it. Um, but overall, like one of the best dry Formula One races I've seen in a very long time. Wow, Silverstone does that. I mean, Silverstone is a really good track for some great racing. I feel like we've had amazing races at Silverstone almost every year. Well, I was thinking that because the old one didn't. The old one 
The old layout did not provide that, but this new the layout. The old one was garbo. Yeah, it really, really does. And I thought it was garbage when they went to this new layout. And then I realized, wait a second, no, it's better racing because there's so many straightaways. They also go to the first set of corners at like 190 miles an hour, which is just mind-boggling. Um, I think it's maggots and beckets, or whatever is the or cops. Oh, I can't remember the name the the s the s's that they go through that's so fast, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Where was I going with this? Yeah, one of the best dry races. And you mentioned like other races have been that were good there, but they always had like championship drama with them. This one, mm-hmm. you didn't talk about the championship. You're just like, holy shit, this is just an incredible battle amongst a large group of drivers to win a Formula One race that happens to be at Silverstone. Like it was just, I don't know. It just seemed very uh special um it seemed like a very special race in formula one history just because of that that i don't think like having watched Formula one for now geez it's now 20 years or more um i just don't know if i can remember a race that i felt like there wasn't constructors points being talked about or driver's point it was just like nope this is a badass race <laughs> and we're just going to talk about the race and it turned you know it's all anyone cared about so pretty cool is this the um, first time this season that the top two in points have not been on the podium? Oh, I don't know. I want to say it is because Verstappen's been doing really well these last couple of races. Leclerc hasn't been on the podium in seven out of the last eight races now. So, yikes. Yeah, his season's gone to shit um, in that sense. All right. Anything else from Formula One? Um, Verstappen had that race won until AlphaTauri decided to have a little scuffle together, and then uh, <laughs> I looked like a end piece from a nose wing ended up jammed underneath the underneath the F one or underneath the floorboard. Oh, is that what it and, was? Yeah, so that's what killed his momentum. Was a it was an end piece or something? He actually got it out, and there's a photo of him holding the end piece, just like, "Yep, this is what my present was from AlphaTauri." So. Yeah, his car went to shit too. He was he was barely holding off Mick Schumacher at the end. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> it, Mick got points. Mick I got know. points. And it was a double points for Haas, which was awesome to see. Wow. Even though like 18 cars all, you know, Gee-gee. retired. But points are points. Doesn't matter how you get them as long as you get them. Points are points. Well, now we move on to the uh from the lowly from one series to the greatest, uh largest and most uh, big series in the world. Mazda the bigliest. Mazda MX Five, the yeah. greatest racing series on the planet. Guys, I raced so in it. I, you can see the one here. I well, you can see all the recaps. Josh has no idea what happened. You can see all the recap. You can just watch recap by recap on my Instagram each day. We had a recap of what happened. We're going to hear from the guy himself. Or you can hear it from me right here, but I'm just saying on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, we've had recaps all there. Uh, great video. You'll have a full recap on In the Wall this coming week. Should be great. Hashtag In the Wall. But the quick synopsis is, Josh, um, cars are super fun to drive. Team we worked with, Thunder Bunner Racing, cool group. Um you know, so, thanks so much to Mazda and the whole series for letting me do that. It was so much fun. It was a bucket list item. Um, qualifying was insane. It was like a 15-car draft pack that I happened to be in the right position at to qualify P3 for the first race and P2 for the second race. And, um, you know, that put us in a great position. The first race, I felt like I could have run third the whole time. I just made a stupid little mistake trying to cool the engine down in the break zone at turn five, got my right sides on the curb, which the ABS kicks in. So I fell back to eighth, fought my way all the way back to like fifth, was going to move my way through in the last 10 minutes. And I got punted um, off in turn six and hit the barrier and end up having to sit there until they could pull me out. Um, and then race two, we had a mechanical failure, but we took the lead for about 33 seconds, which was cool. Um, but yeah, I love those cars. The racing's insane. It's bump. It's that race is like Talladega, um, whereas like they ha- they race at Daytona. This is their Talladega, and then there's a lot of tracks where drafting doesn't matter. But this one like is all drafting, so it was just insane. But had a blast. I hope maybe we get to do it again sometime. Um, and it was a crazy week that led into NASCAR, 
where in Xfinity, uh, one of the coolest battles I've seen in a while between Ty Gibbs and Kyle Larson ends with Ty Gibbs coming up out, out on top. But before that, one of the stupidest, uh, most just unbelievably ridiculous moves I've seen in a long time uh, was Noah Gragson just right rearing Sage Karam in the straightaway and causing 13 cars to be in a wreck. Um, I know some people will say that, like, if he didn't, if they just both slid to the inside, we probably don't say anything about it, which I don't disagree, but I still don't think that's a reason to basically say, like, that there shouldn't have been, you know, there shouldn't be reprimanded for it because to me, there's a line of like boys had at it, you know, race hard, leave it in the driver's hands. That's all fine and dandy until you, you know, and as long as it's within the element of competition, you know, if he goes and just fires the 45 off into turn five in the breaking zone, no harm, no foul that happens. But to just turn someone on a straightaway like that is just awkward angles for them to hit all those things. And I just feel like that probably should be the line of where we, we say that's gone too far. Um, and then when you, especially when you say I did it afterwards, that's too much. Um, you know, the whole idea that like it's the repercussions of how many cars got hit to me is a problem because that's like, that's like stealing <laughs> and then being like, yeah, but no one else got hurt. So it's okay. Like, Instead of stealing yeah, it be the intent, not the yeah, and then result. steal, you know, but and us being like, well, it's okay, no one got hurt, but it's like stealing and then being like, oh, but that that family had to shut down their store because you stole from them, and now you know there's collateral damage, and so now you should be penalized. It's like, no, 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 you stole, like that's the problem. So yeah, I uh, I thought that was crazy. I don't know what you guys thought, but that that wasn't cool. Um, I heard about it, but I didn't watch it. And then I watched the replay on Monday, the little highlight reel, and I watched it, and I said, that is the dirtiest, most despicable form of driving I have seen in a long time. And honest to goodness, I think he should have been parked for the rest of that race and then potential points penalty. But they didn't give him a penalty, so I think there should be a points penalty or something. Um, or NASCAR tells him, hey, you you guys pay for all these cars that you broke or you get a penalty penalty. I mean, I know they do stuff like that in the hauler or stuff like that, or they'll have talks and basically say, you, you fix this yourselves or we'll make sure that you guys get a penalty for aggressive driving or something like that. that might, that's my personal thing. Like I no one needs to learn a lesson. And I thought he had learned his lesson. I thought he had cooled down his behavior, but I mean, you just can't do that. That's, despicable driving and you're using your car as a weapon at that point. So that's my, my opinion. I mean, if you can find a way to make it so that, you know, they're not going to get hurt. It's not in a high speed section of the track and awkward angles aren't going to be happen. Yeah. Punt him into turn five. Say your brakes failed. You don't know what happened. At least give yourself some plausible deni deniability. So I don't know. I think my biggest issue with it is, uh, that I feel like he thought very irrationally about the whole thing. We didn't, according to him, we didn't see, or he didn't say this, but he said that he got hit like three times before that happened. We only saw him get hit like once or twice. But the in turn one, that lap, he completely misses the corner, completely misses the apex by like a whole card width, and doors Sage Karam, and then passes Sage, or maybe this is the lap before, passes Sage Karam, and is completely clear of Sage Karam, so he misses the corner, which is his fault. Sage Karam did turn in, because he thought he wasn't going to, he thought he wasn't going to miss the corner. Um, he doors Sage Karam out of the way, and he's clear of Sage Karam, and then he, Sage Karam, coming out of turn three, kind of leans on him, you know, but yeah, you know, that happens. It, that probably happened to a lot of people that day. Uh, and then he just turned him. So I feel like if you're thinking that irrationally, what if I'm racing at like Martinsville, and like I accidentally door him. Is he just gonna dump me now? You know, like who knows? It, a very a person. It I gives me like 2012 yeah. Phoenix vibes. Yeah, with oh, Gordon and, Parker, and Clint, Clint Boyer. Yeah. All right, yeah. my sorry just decides to jump in sometimes when I say certain words. So, uh, and then it cuts off you guys, so I can't hear you. 
But what I was going to say is I, a person I very much respect in racing said there was nothing there that the 45 did that could make you mad enough to do what he did. Like that's a pro. Like the problem is you put it, AJ, is like that's not and your, your, your window for being angered is too small. <laughs> and yeah. your frustration is too high. So it's just like, no, 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 no. All around bad deal. Uh, don't like seeing that happen. It's like, uh, it's like if you did that to somebody in iRacing, like in a league race, the league race would park you 100%. Like it was oh. that ridiculous, you know? Yeah. I've disqualified people for less from money. Way less. IRacing. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyway. I mean, he hit him so hard with so much intention, he spun himself out. That's the other funny part. Like, yeah, like, the other way. Like, yeah. he didn't spin left, he spun right. The best part is, like, he threw away all inhibition of, like, I am going to save my own car. I'm going to wreck this person all costs. <laughs> just like, yeah. what in the world for, like, I don't know. Just, hey, you know, maybe he's having a bad day. You know, here's the thing about the other thing. I'm just going to say this about Noah. I don't want this to be any sort of, um, what do you call it? Any sort of, of thought that we that I'm judging him for his like off track slash you know personality because I think all of that is hilarious and is great and that's oh, him. I love it. Lean into it, dude, and be that guy. You got the you know you have the financial backing to do that and get away with it. Go ahead, do it. So no problem for my eyes for that. But in terms of just this singular move, I don't care who it is. That's a problem. And um, yeah. Anyway. That's what I want to say. Because I think some people are going to judge him because of like who he is out of the car. And it's like, no, 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 that's not fair. Yeah. That's him. And he's he's good. That's a good thing. Um, but the you know, that move was just ridiculous. So I would say there's a pretty good chance that it's probably the last time he's gonna hook somebody down straight away <laughs> at a road course. I would hope so. I would hope so. Yeah. No, anyway. Because I don't think NASCAR is gonna let him get away with that ever again. No. That that is a definite no no. So, but you know, uh, it was a mistake. Hopefully, you learn. Moving from it. on, guys. The battle with Ty Gibbs and uh, Kyle Larson. I was really impressed by Ty Gibbs. Passed him cleanly. Duped him into a mistake twice over driving. That's pretty cool to see. Uh, and then in the Cup race, it looked like Chase Elliott was going to run away with it. Um, the road course master was back, and then Tyler Reddick was like, "Not so fast, buddy." Here I come and made a pretty damn impressive pass in a pretty awesome battle between those guys that went on for many laps where they were just, you could tell both were on the absolute edge of like breaking zones and control and just like doing everything they possibly could. And then eventually Tyler got by and was able to drive away. But I think also Chase just like completely left it all on the track. Um, He and I talked after the race when I interviewed him, he like literally sat down. I don't think he was wore out. He's just sort of like, you know, just, I think he put a lot into trying to win that race um, and get the speed back and didn't, you know, came up short, but Tyler Reddick gets his first win, which was, I think it was a definite when, not if um, pretty happy for him. And this season of craziness and multiple winners continues in cup. We are three winners away from having a playoff format that you it is now a necessity that you have won a race to get in. Which would be insane. Yep. And think yep. about this. We got Atlanta now, which is a super speedway. So totally via, you know, total possibility that Air Jones wins. Hell, uh, I don't know. Justin Haley, you know, could win. Um, then we go to another, more road courses, and then we have Daytona ended. So, like, there's an absolute the like massive possibility that if Ryan Blaney doesn't win a race, he's like third in regular season points and he wouldn't make the playoffs. He's second right now. You in Martin Truex Jr. Points? in regular season points right now as it wow. stands. He uh yes, second. Martin Truex Jr., who's seventh, who doesn't have a win. Christopher Bell, eighth, who doesn't have a win. Kevin Harvick, who is eleventh, doesn't have a win. Eric Almarola, twelfth. I mean, so you're looking at Eric the, but you're looking at the the regular season points. That's not the playoffs. Yes, so the, regular, the... the regular season champion is guaranteed in as well, right? Isn't that yes? Thing? And that is currently Chase Elliott. Ryan Blaney is actually 
Is regular season guaranteed in? I think they're. I thought so. You know, I don't even know that. I'll have to add. I, I think have to look that up. I think it's fifteen plus regular season champion. If not, and regular season gets fifteen playoff points as well, right? Yeah, yeah, that sounds about. So right. Ryan Blaney is thirty three points behind the regular season championship lead with zero oh. wins currently. He might Matt Kenseth his way into the playoffs. That would be the wildest thing ever. It's all about winning. <laughs> he gets in because he knocks out someone who won because he's the regular season points champion. Well, let's see who is the most season of all time. Who's the you know what's funny? So right now it's Denny Hamlin, and he has two wins. Wow. Daniel that, Suarez with one win is ahead of him in points right now. But that would mean Daniel Suarez is out because it goes to wins. Yes. So Suarez would be out of the playoffs as it stands. He's only two points behind Briscoe and four points behind Kurt Busch, who all have a win as well. So that's a Crazy. super tight battle right now. This is insane. And there are plenty of drivers here who are very have a very good chance of winning a race before now and the end of the the championship. Let's take, you know, Austin Dillon, Eric Jones, Michael McDowell. McDowell has been on an absolute tear. Yeah, he's on a heater for sure. He's on a definite. So. I mean, some of these people just need to get a race together enough to get a win, and I think it's there are more than three potential winners here. So, I think there absolutely is, and you add in Atlanta Super Speedway and Daytona, and you have a definite chance. If it if there's a new winner outside the top sixteen in points, um, this coming weekend, then this is like. We're, you know, this is the craziest season of all time. It just has yep. to be. Has to be. Absolutely. Just, there's no doubt in my mind. You can't, I mean, I just winning, it's like, you started this season, you won a race, and you're like, well, job's done. All right. Start focusing on next, <laughs> the end of the year. Like, we're good. Don't even have to mm-hmm. think about not making the playoffs. It's like coming to a race and being locked in versus having to qualify on time. Like the second you rise, you're locked in. You're like, well, qualifying's all right. Yeah, we're good there. You get moving on onto the race. But it's like, now it's like, no, 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 no. That might not be enough. We're sorry. (laughs) That's crazy. Absolutely insane. You know what? One of the craziest things to me is, is Brad Kozlowski is 30th in points still. Yikes. He, that, penalty that l2 penalty he got earlier this year well it was a hundred point penalty right it yeah i mean if it weren't for that hundred point penalty he would be at 339 points but that still would only put him 24th that only yeah, have moved no, him up six spots he's so. had an abysmal season abysmal um which is an entire i i remember how in the uh the duels the daytona duels like he won one of those and Chris Busher won the other one. And we were like, this is it. RFK is back. And yeah. where'd they go? The cup series has been running decently recently. Yeah. Chris Busher has yeah. been really good, but here's what I always say the NASCAR cup series. I, I have this conversation every weekend with somebody in the ser- in the series. And that is like, no matter who you are, the day you think you have the NASCAR cup series figured out, the next day, it will knock you back down to size and be like, oh, hell no. No, you don't. No, no, you do not. Like, this is the NASCAR Cup Series. Yeah. There is nothing harder um, in the world than this damn series. And I stand by that, that it's got to be with this next-gen car, the most competitive series in the world right now. Um, and therefore, it's just with the amount of races, the diversity of the schedule, the, you know, the craziness of how, just how close it is, the parity right now throughout the entire field and the, how tight the, the speeds are. Like at any point in that race this past weekend, Road America, which had almost three seconds to four seconds of fall off, basically, entire fall off, at any given lap, the field, you could take the, the 27th place car and put it in third place and it would it wouldn't be slow. Like they were all running the same lap times. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, Jesus. 
like this is you just can't fathom how hard that is. Like that is that means it's a, it's all about like timing and track position and strategy and then the pit crew and everything everything adds up and it snowballs and it snowballs until it's just like you either gone the right direction or it snowballs the wrong direction and you're head to the back and you then you play all backwards and you're like oh god like that got out of hand quick and it's like because everything is so close. So that's the cup series. Well, I mean, what other series has 40, 40% of their drivers that are making a full-time championship run have won a race already? Oh my gosh. That's yeah. Right. That's, zero. Nuts. that's nuts. Nowhere. That's probably not any other, no other like sport in general, like even like stick and ball sports. There's never like, there's never a season where you're like, man, any team could win the championship this year. It's like there's two or three by week five that, you know, or they're going to be the best ones. So how many yeah, drivers? Then are it's always time? the big three. Is it thirty-two mm-hmm. are full time this year? Thir- thirty-two are full time, and thirteen per thirteen drivers have won. So thirteen divided by thirty-two is forty point six two five percent. So nearly forty-one percent of the drivers, almost forty-one percent of the full-time drivers, have won a race this year. Yes, it's a cool stat. So if, if we, we get, get to 16, sixteen, then at least half. Oh my goodness! I'm pretty sure. Let me double check that. Yeah, 16 drivers would be half of the field. Half of the field has won a race. Yeah, I knew 32. Is this year alone. So and if you're a driver. Are, there are yeah. drivers like Eric Almarola, Ryan Blaney, Martin Truex Jr., Christopher Bell, who have all won races before. And some of them, a lot of them, who still haven't won. I got to tweet this right now. Hold on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so that goes if you're a driver and you're in this series for like two or three seasons and you have teammates winning and you still haven't won a race when half the field is winning your race every year, you really got to, you know, you're looking That's for gotta screw with your rides. Head yeah. Just a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's, it's never been more competitive. I, I think ever, this is probably the most competitive season we've ever had. I think especially, I'd say most races, but especially like road courses, you really have no idea who's going to win. This yeah. Season. I thought, I, I honestly thought Chase Elliott, I didn't choose Chase Elliott to win the race, honestly, because I thought he hasn't figured out this, this car for road courses yet. He was so good at road courses for so long. And then it seemed like he just disappeared. And then out of nowhere, he is right back into it. So how many yeah. drivers have won an Indy car this year? Let's see. Um, I now want to know. I want to tweet this. Can I get all the stats? I am pulling that up right now. Let's see. Drivers. Um, One, two, three, four, five, six. Six drivers have won in the, the IndyCar series out of 20. How many are full-time? Let's see. 22 20 24 are full time so what's I'm, six, I, I just that's that's a quarter of the field 25% got it and now uh formula 1 F1's only had how three. many three <laughs> four uh, yeah something like that three or four out of 20 well you do, I'm sure if you missed any they'll Twitter will correct you, but there's going to be somebody who's like, oh, my local short track one in the, the bang banger series. We've had eight winners. There's only 12 cars or something like that. 40.62% is what it comes out to. Man, you're going to go down to the points. No oh, yeah. decimals. Wow. Let's okay. just make sure you're right. If there's 32, that brim off only 240 characters. Heck man. So let's see. We've had Leclerc, Verstappen, Leclerc, Verstappen, 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 Perez, Verstappen, Verstappen, and Sainz. So that's four. Yeah. Four drivers have won in F1 this year. Wow. Um, what whoa. a weird Whoa. Podium. E-NASCAR. What? You check E-NASCAR. Nah. Oh, check! It. I think it's the same car, so that might. Yeah, that's true. Yep. So it's it's the next gen. So it doesn't. It's the same. So thing. there's basically yeah, 32 full time drivers in the Cup Series. You are right. Okay. 
10 4. So, I mean, that's a pretty crazy stat. And we are 18 races into our 32 race season. So we're barely 32. halfway. Is it 36? 36 race season. So we are halfway. Oh, it is. Okay. So we are halfway. Are, of those 36 races, 36 are points paying, correct? Yes. Yeah. 38 okay. total if you include all star. And, and if, uh, if you clash. include. If you include the dual races, that I mean, now you have fifteen winners because you have Busher and Kozlowski won those races. We are dangerously close. Oh wait, no, and the All Star because Ryan Blaney won the All Star race, so we are at sixteen drivers if you include the All Star race <laughs> and the duels. Wow. Yeah. So half the drivers have won a race. What if, wait, who won the um Oh, it's segmented. Damn it. I was gonna say uh, the open. <laughs> that was Suarez. Suarez won the All-Star yeah, Open. Um yeah. and if you include the clash, you have Logano and he's already won two races, so Wow. Well but that it's is a math podcast now. That blow your minds right there. Hey, I'm going to tweet this. This is correct. 40.62% of the full-time drivers in an at, at NASCAR Cup Series have won a race, according to Josh Gamesins. Uh, uh, you, you could do points races. <laughs> you do points races. All the responsibility on Josh, just in case anything is incorrect. Yeah, yeah that's well, fine. I'll take I'll take it. I, th- I can't think of any racing series that has as many winners. So, So here's a... Yeah, that's uh, that's crazy because you think about it, those drivers who won those exhibition or, or qualifying races too, they, you know, that shows that they can put a race together and win it, especially yep. those RFK guys at, at those super speedways. I mean, I, so if you include the duels and the all-star, then it's 16 winners this year. Yep. Wow. I uh, I mean I'll double check and I will count for sure to make sure. One, two, three, six. Yeah, it's sixteen. Yeah. Wow. It's just so that crazy. is a crazy statistic. Um Parker. Mm-hmm. A NASCAR documentary came out last week about Rowdy Kyle oh, Rowdy Bush. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Did anyone here else see it, or was I the no, only one? The only saw? one. What's the review? So, Give us the review. so here's what I'm going to say. That I I absolutely appreciated Kyle Busch a lot before this. Watching that again, or watching it for the first time, I've never I haven't seen it before was awesome it was great it was a good insight it was a really good retrospective he talks about him and the i think it was the ron hornaday or todd bedine incident where he intent wrecked him it was hilarious he's like i went like i didn't remember what had happened until i got out of the car but all i know is maybe i shouldn't have wrecked him but he definitely deserved what was coming for him and stuff like that and it's just like it's, it's kyle and it's hilarious, but you, you definitely gain a new appreciation for Kyle watching it, and I would highly recommend it. It's really well done. It's really well put together. It doesn't feel like a home video sort of thing. I feel like it could definitely air on like a Peacock or even maybe even an HBO um, potentially, but it was it was a lot of fun. It was a great watch through. Definitely recommend giving it a watch whenever it becomes available for streaming and or download. I would give it a um I'd give it an 18 out of 20. Wow. Ah, I see what you did there. Ah, yeah. I mean, I'm So. That's a I look forward to seeing it now. That's a big review. Yeah, it, that was a big review, yeah. It it was good. Uh as far as documentaries go, comparing it up to other documentaries, um and not being an NASCAR fan, I would probably have given it like a 7 out of 10. So, I think it's it's a really solid really solid listen or or watch and definitely recommend it just so you get to know more of Kyle's personal side. I think that's one of the things that I mean he just it's cool to see him 
talk about his life and all that in a retrospective. And it's also weird to see a, a documentary on a driver who hasn't yet retired. So the story is still being written. Yeah. All right. I'm in. I, uh, I spoke to some of his people about this and they were pretty pumped that they had said it was, you know, they had seen early streams and it was really well done. So, uh, I look forward to checking it out when it gets, when it ends up on somewhere, we can see it. Uh, Was there, how many people were in the theater with you? Um, so I, I would say the theater was about 75% full. Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. There were, there were, Definitely NASCAR fans there that wore their NASCAR merch. There was a there was a Dale Earnhardt Jr. fan. So anytime Dale came on stream, they're like June Bar, and it's like, oh, come on, no man, we're all trying to watch a movie here. But that's it's fun. <laughs> it's it's it feels like you're at a race, but yeah. So it was cool. It was an awesome little experience. I um definitely recommend watching it. All right, very cool. Awesome. Well, boys, um, I got nothing else. Wow, Check out the NASCAR. Hour. What's that? We're at one hour. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. We didn't even jump into IndyCar. Um, Scott McLaughlin won, and there was a Romain Grosjean and Roman Grosjean, and Alexander Rossi uh, bumped into each other and wrecked each other. Oh, no. Yep, as teammates, although Alexander's leaving to go to McLaren. So some feisty inter-team rivalry there, but... That's yeah. I think basically the uh, the crux of it. So, um, dang. And our friend of the podcast, Connor Daly, finished thirteenth, maybe twelfth, something like that. I can't remember exactly. Um. Well, in that case, boys, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna get off this. Yeah, I'm heading to Mid Ohio to race this weekend. Uh, stay tuned to my socials for the truck. We got a pretty cool paint scheme coming uh, this week. And uh, we're going to go win. So see you in Victor Lane. Better shout out to E-Racer in Victory Lane. I'm going to be honest with you. If you don't do that, you're fired from the podcast. Oh, for real. Me? You're talking about me? The first guy won't be the last. We, I was busy last. We already talked about this. (laughs) Hmm? You're not going to be the person getting interviewed in the victory lane. What is he talking AJ, about? I'm talking about Parker. Oh, you're talking about Parker? Oh, okay, great. Yeah, if he said, he, you said, see you in victory lane. And I said, you better shout out E-Racer or victory lane. If you don't, Bye. you're fired from the podcast. Bye. <laughs>